Hey everybody, Luke McElroy from Mets Performance Consulting. Welcome back to another episode of the Physiology Secrets Podcast. Welcome from San Francisco, as you can see if you're watching this on YouTube. Tyler and I are playing around with some uh, some backgrounds and, and it wouldn't let Nick do it on his Mac because Mac is inferior to a PC. Um, look, today what we're going to talk about is we had a couple of questions come through. Uh, we were actually, we're actually asking people to give us topics on on Instagram. So if you're not on Instagram, at Mets Performance, please do it because uh, it gives, gives you the chance to uh, to, to ask us any questions you like, and we'll cover it in a future in a future podcast. The question for today is uh, from Zach Brown, who's just recently finished a three month program with this, and his question was: Is there any benefit to peak the, his fitness with no events coming up, or should he go back to base training? Um, so, I might throw straight to you, Nick, to start with. Do you want to go through uh, your opinions on on whether there's any physiological benefit to, to peaking fitness now, let's say the, the event's six months away, just as an example, or, or whether you think you should go back to base? It's really it's really sort of case case specific. So like we, we've talked about a little bit offline of, well, you, you could peak now. I mean, there's no reason why you, you, you shouldn't or you can't really. It's just a case of do you, do you want to see where your fitness has gotten yourself to at the moment and then have a bit of recovery and then build on top of that? Um, there's always the potential of if you drop things back down and, and not peak in particularly now, uh, are you going to maximise everything you've just worked on? Yes or no. But it is a good time, I, re- I guess, to have a look at where you, you've gotten to, whether you do some sort of benchmarking test, time trial, um, where you make up your own little race, you do like a 5K time trial if you're a runner or 10K, whatever you like to do to, to understand, all right, what did this training actually achieve and get out, what did I get out of it? Um, but then also give you give you a new baseline to then work off and build on that next uh, that next block. So you, you might be able to say peak it peak it here and then for those who are watching peak it um, if you're listening sort of peak where you are now and then sort of build on top of that again um, and give you give you that sort of next level. If you don't quite peak now, then is there a risk of maybe we sort of miss out on we've kind of just done a whole block of training and then we're just going to go back and. I guess, detrain ourselves a little bit and then, then go again, maybe. So there's no, real, I guess, right or wrong. It just depends on what your motivation is more than anything. And if you have a particular goal that you want to work towards, it can keep the training ticking along because particularly for guys based in Melbourne, racing might be still a long way off um, at the moment. So you, you might want to go and do a little mini peak just to, again, give yourself a new benchmark and a baseline um, and then work off that to then have the next block. So you could look at it either way. And I think a really key point is the motivational aspect, is particularly when you sort of speak about maybe not knowing when the next race is, and it's always good to do a PB. Um, Tyler, do you want to talk about, obviously, at the moment, as far as you know, you've got uh, an event coming up on the 6th of December, but just take us through your thoughts around uh, whether an athlete should peak now, if their event might be, they might not even have an event. Just What are your thoughts around the whole peak and taper and, and maybe um, the benefits and, and negatives of doing that? Yeah, um, I think well, we spoke about this a little bit earlier about um, peak, what peak is and peak not being for everyone a set point. Like just during a certain block of training and you go through a base phase and a more specific phase and you're going to reach a peak, that's not to say that that is your physiological peak and you can't push beyond that further on. So... Uh, yeah, I, I guess what you were saying and, and with my situation, it depends on what you're training for. So if I'm training for an Ironman and I've been into seven Ironmans and not one have I gone through an Ironman and got to the finish line and thought, good, I'm glad I didn't do any more training. Like I, don't, I don't think too many people are doing 
too much training for an Ironman or, or finishing that and thinking that they wouldn't have benefited from doing more. So from that point of view, um, it, there's just such a, a volume aspect to Ironman training that try if as long as you're not getting hurt, I think that's the key. If, as long as you're not getting hurt or you're not trying to maintain a super high level for a long period of time, that what we would call zone two endurance training, just building, I guess, a, I guess an Ironman training is a bit different. It almost is a lot of base training. So it's just more and more and more and more volume. So there's, there's not really a limit there. Um, I, I, my best, I guess my experience is I did a half marathon time trial, essentially about a month, three weeks ago or something like that. And I ran, they ran 75, which is basically a PB. So I guess, you know, would you say that I've hit a peak possibly, I guess if it's almost a PB, but um, I wasn't, that wasn't specifically me going training to get to that level. That sort of come as a byproduct of the volume I'm doing. Um, if my long-term goal is to run a 72 minute half marathon at an event, let's just, as an example, if that, that's what I thought my limit was, well then I wouldn't be trying to do that now. I wouldn't be, trying to get to that point if i if i think that's my absolute limit and then maintain that for six months or whatever it might have to be um, but I, th I think that the idea of using just like we would anyway using using period period periodized period periodization of um of training blocks to to do a base phase do a specific phase reach reach i, I guess a peak for lack of a better word or, or reach a certain point test yourself in a, in a simulation, a time trial, some sort of simulation, and then recover properly from that big block of training and then go again and potentially in this new block, push yourself further and rinse and repeat, I suppose, for that sort of thing. As long as the recovery is there, as long as I'm not trying to reach my, my peak in a month's time and then maintain that for two months until races might occur. Cause that's when I think you're really starting to ask for trouble is trying to sustain a very, very high level for a long period of time. So in terms of uh, motivation in the long term, then I actually quite like the idea of, of peaking, but then recovering and then maybe going again and maybe you can then push that a little bit further next time from that, that build up of training. And maybe if you've got a race in three months, you've, you've gone through three, maybe almost three race cycles and that leaves you in better stead by the, by the actual race because of what you've done in the meantime. Um, yeah, I guess it's going to be different for everyone, but I wouldn't I certainly wouldn't be trying to peak now and maintain it for a long period of time. That's, that's the one thing to really avoid. And if you are going to go for some time trials or some peaking or anything like that, set yourself a goal, have a go and then recover properly before trying to, to then reset and go on for your next, next goal. Yeah. And I think, I think that's probably key. Uh, context is really important. And what are you actually training for? An Ironman is very different. An Ironman is very different to a sprint triathlon or, or an Olympic distance triathlon. Um, and I, I guess if you've got a long time from now, uh, I, I agree with everything everything you said if the context is, is correct. So it just comes down to like, if you had a poor base phase in it, to begin with and, and you have a lot of scope for improvement in it by doing a base, then you could probably go back to base training. But if, if, you, if you already had a really strong base, you did everything right and you've got six months and you, and, uh, you could probably peak in two, two, two months to two and a half months by, by doing the, the right sort of training, 
um, as you said, you're going to get a new high, and depending on what you want to do. But like Ironman, it's probably a bit different in the sense that a lot of you, even when you get to the specific phase, you're still doing a whole lot of volume because it's the most specific thing you can do. You're not going to be on threshold the whole way. Um, uh, so you probably can peak in an Ironman still or do the volume. And on the flip side, if you do like a sprint distance triathlon or, or whatever it is, a half marathon or something where you're maybe on the limit the whole way, uh, there are benefits by doing the peaking. You talk about um, uh, glycolytic enzymes functioning more because you get the high intensity. You can do the VO2 style, um, increase the mitochondrial biogenesis and all that sort of stuff. Or maybe the, the better example I should give is, is something that's more, uh, let's say a 1500 meter runner where it's really tricky or an 800 meter runner where it's really tricky to, to peak because it's such a fine line um, by doing the work that you would do to peak the higher intensity stuff you know you, you get the increased hypertrophy of the muscle fibers and, and you, therefore you get more CP stores inside the muscle fibers and all those other things and, you, and as you said Tyler you sort of get a new base like once you've got it particularly with anaerobic adaptation once you've got it uh, it takes a lot longer to lose it so I, I think I agree that the, the timing is, is the important bit like it's it's not uh, as long as you're not going to injure yourself and you're not planning to stay peak for a month or two months or three months, because that would just be silly, and your motivation is high, like you're psychologically pumped up and, and happy to do that, then I think there's no problem with peaking. And, and for me, it, it sounds like a good idea in terms of, uh, I, I know for, not that I'm anywhere near peaking, so it's probably not the right example, but um, being able to hit PBs and feel fit and run fast and ride fast and, and all that sort of stuff is, is a really motivating tool, uh, almost as an intermediate way to, to stay motivated when there's bugger all else to do in terms of, of events so um i think you hit, hit the nail on the head in terms of periodize it don't try to be peaked for three months that would be silly um you want to go up let's say six months for example go up in the next two months get peaked drop yourself down for the next two months and now you've got a proper two or three months to, to get peaked again and periodize it appropriately um anything to add on that nick i think probably like probably the other thing to look at is if you're already planning go back three or four months and if you were planning to race now and then you're also planning to race in three or four months time then peaking kind of makes sense like you like Tyler said before it's like you're almost giving yourself that that race prep that you would have had anyway peak do do it go out and do a big brick session if you're a triathlete or go and do like a half marathon or whatever would have been that close enough to that race you were going to do um, because that, that would have followed that natural plan anyway. It's probably going to start you at that slightly higher level. But as you would with that overall plan, if you were planning to race now, but you can't, and then you're going to race in a couple of months' time, you wouldn't go and build up to this first race and then just maintain that fitness level for two or three months and, and just try and stay at that, all right, I'm ready to go for race day for months months on end until you got to the next one. You drop back down, you do another sort of building phase, and then you get back into that second race. So it, it's... I don't think anything dramatically really changes for a lot of people. It's just where do your, I guess, where do you get your motivation in your training from? Is it from going out and doing some, some time trials and challenging yourself and trying to, trying to get a, a better result or give yourself a new baseline? Or is it, are you at a part of your training where you feel like, oh, now's normally the time I'd race and then have a solid recovery. So maybe I'll just take the recovery instead. Cause that actually could then lead to a, a breaking up. I know we talked about it the last couple of weeks of, not only detraining but overtraining as well. You might fall into the trap of overtraining if you feel like you you push all the way through to a peak or go a little bit longer to peak, then have a, a shorter recovery because then all of a sudden racing comes back earlier than expected and you're back into training. Maybe it's a case of all right, you use the recovery instead, and it's a bit of a mental refresher which can be a positive for some athletes as well. So um, I, I think you don't necessarily have to change your overall annual plan a massive amount. You can probably still follow that reasonably. It's just then. 
all right, we don't have a specific event that we're going to, we're just going to work it into our training and then follow that same building progression. Yeah, I think, um, trying without getting too cliche, the whole not being able to win a race at the start, being yeah. able to lose it possibly applies now that, you know, what you do in your next month, you're not going to reach your goal potentially if it's, if it's December or February at Geelong or whatever it is that might go ahead. But uh, I think you could certainly maybe not make it impossible, but uh, yeah, at the moment, I think to get through this next, next phase with no racing, the worst thing you could do would be to injure yourself, to burn yourself out or, or to do nothing at all. Yeah. Or to put yourself so far behind the eight ball that when you do, Oh, um, Geelong's confirmed, let's say in January and you find yourself at such a low level of fitness, there's no way you can get there. One of those three things. I think basically if you're avoiding those three things at the moment, that, that's what, that's really however you go about that. Whether that is you like to build up and, and have a time trial as a peak as a goal. If you can't be bothered and you're just happy doing a certain amount of zone two, um, just yeah, along easy training, social, well, we can't really do social training, but maybe it's, maybe it's you and it's your, one, yeah. your one friend or something, whatever it might be. I think at the moment, what is sort of, I think the mental game is probably as important as anything. And if you're, even if you do think that, you know, you've set yourself a time trial goal in three months, but you lose motivation in between now and then, and you want some days off, I think go for it. If you burn yourself out during this period with no racing and then just can't get yourself up for when it really does matter, that would, that's probably the one thing to really avoid. Um, so I'd, I'd say be flexible. Um, don't feel like we have to be as concrete about our planning as we, as we would be going into an A race or something like that and um, I'll, I'll keep yourself motivated. I've motivated myself with, I've been doing a lot of test sessions and they're not, they're not all like half marathon time trials there. Um, run, like I, I was doing a 5K, a regular 5K at a set sub max heart rate. Like I was running 150 beats, 5K, pretty easy. doesn't really cause me any fatigue, but I see a fair bit of progression in doing that in, in my running pace at the same effort. And, you know, that's just a little bit of a motivator for me that shows progress is happening um, in an easy, relaxed way. So I've been doing a lot of things like that that keep me, you know, you see some progress there and it, and it makes you happy. And But at the same token, I've done a time trial and I've done a basically a one hour bike max and, and some things like that. So you just recover and, and just keep enjoying what you're doing. I think at the moment. Yeah. And I think um, in terms of, as you said, the worst thing you can do is do nothing and lose all your fitness and it takes you four or five months to actually get anywhere close to being race fit again. That's going to be a disaster. Um, at the very least, I don't think COVID-19 is an excuse to get into bad habits. And, and I know myself that I think you, you break a, it's very between 18 days and 60 days from what I've read, but, but a habit takes somewhere between that, that amount of time to form or break. So if you've got a really good training routine um, and you totally break that and, and, and for two months, then it's going to be really hard to get started again, even if you are motivated. And I'll find myself in the same boat there. Um, I think... I think the other thing we need to figure out is, is what does peak mean for you? And, and, and for an Ironman triathlete, peak is probably to do with volume as opposed to intensity. Whereas for a 1500 meter, it's reducing the volume and increasing the intensity, which has a high, high risk of, of muscular injury. And then the, and then on the Ironman side, yes, it still has that muscular injury, but more that overuse um, and tendonitis and all that sort of stuff that comes with overloading. But you could, I guess you could be really strategic given that there's no pressure to get to a certain load anytime soon. You can do a really, 
a really gradual progressive overload and take it really easy and, and play around with different types of periodization. Um, you can you can take this opportunity to still maintain your fitness or or improve it. Um, but then you know work on your work on your weak areas such as your local muscular endurance, such as your glutes or whatever it is. It's pretty typical for for an endurance athlete athlete to to forget about during a traditional build. Um, you know, you can take this opportunity to, to, to work on that. So I guess in summary of sort of what I'm trying to say, it, it's going to be very individual to the person. Uh, there's no problem in peaking. You can peak it and then you're very versatile and say, all right, I've peaked, I've come back down, there's a race in six weeks and you can be peaked for it again, no problem, versus doing absolutely nothing and, you know, we, we lose fitness four times faster than we get it and all this other sort of stuff. Uh, by doing nothing, it's, it's really bad. Going back to base is fine. If you had a week, maybe you didn't have an, an optimal base in the first place and that's fine, you can work on that base. Um, it really comes down to what is your event, what are your strengths and weaknesses, and, and then tailoring the next however long, three, six, 12 months, hopefully not 12 months, to, to, to working on those weaker areas and, and making a, a more well-rounded athlete. Um, does anybody have anything to say on that? Yeah, pretty much covers it. I think that's probably it. Awesome. All right, we might wrap it up. I think that's probably good for time. Um, so again, if you're not on the Instagram page, I don't know why you're not. You should be <laughs> at Mets Performance. We're going to ask these questions every now and then. It's, sometimes it's hard for us to come up with, with ideas. It's better if, hey, if you guys just tell us what you want and, and we'll do it. So we've got a, a good little library of things to cover. But please jump on that if you do want to, uh, to ask us some questions. Uh, leave any comments below, any questions below, and we'll speak to you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in.